Welcome back to another episode of Dinner for Breakfast. I am your host, Bailey. I'm your host, Wes. And today we have a more, I would say, a broad episode, Wes. Um, yeah, we kinda, both we, we typically goosey today. Yeah, we're we're, uh, we're gonna we're gonna like we're gonna go commando with this episode because we usually oh. <laughs> we uh, we usually like to like discuss maybe like a couple talking points we'd like to hit on, but we also decided today maybe hey let's just uh let's go in free nilly and just basically not discuss our talking points and just go from there this is this is also our third like attempt to record the episode because the last two times we tried to sit down and record stuff came up and we didn't end up doing it so yeah we're getting down to the wire a little bit so not as much time for planning but that's never stopped us before <laughs> that has never stopped us before all right i kind of oh. wanted to open this episode with a uh a fun little uh I guess you kind of call it a game in a sense, but game. They, oh boy. Uh, I saw this from a different podcast and I was like, wow, this is actually could be a great thing for our podcast. Um, but if you were to have, let's say, what would your top three uh, dinner guests be? If you could pick three dinner guests of all. Time? Ooh, top three dinner guests, dead or alive. Either, either either oh man yeah. i need some time to think about that one you have you have yours picked out already um i have yeah you know i i have a couple already i'll uh i'll start i would mm-hmm. love the the inspiration of all is andrew zimmerman i think has mm-hmm. to be at my table i just think we could talk about so many fun things like just world travel and all that fun stuff um i think that I don't know. Some of these, I feel like this could be kind of like, like maybe too basic with it, but I would love Gordon Ramsay at it just because um, he just brings that like flair, you know? Sure. It's the, then... it's, it's the, it's the name drop, the yeah. name drop ability for Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> oh, I have dinner with Gordon Ramsay. Like everybody oh, knows who he is. But um, I don't know my third one yet. Do you have one yet? Uh, Maddie Matheson would be one for me. Okay. Um, yeah, that's a good he's one. A, he's a, he's a, youtube chef and also an actual chef who owns several restaurants in canada and i like he's absolutely one of my idols so i would really love to you know have him there um man i'm trying to think of like like people who are influential to me that aren't necessarily part of the like food world you know um that being said anthony bourdain would be incredible to have him as a dinner guest see i i was gonna say him for my third i think I think that's like he's a... pretty that would be a pretty solid pick. Um yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I can even think of a third. I don't really think about <laughs> things like that often, honestly. Um yeah, I have no I I'm coming up blank. I cannot think of a third. Yeah. No, honestly. I just but what what would be your what would what is something you would ask? Like something uh, I would ask? Like Maddie Matheson or like Oh Anthony man, Bourdain. see that's what would what would be something that you'd like would love like knowledge? That you could that's use. The, that's the thing that I think about um, when when I consider this, this like type of question. I think about just like people that I would just think would be cool to hang out with. There's not even necessarily like trying to gain anything from it. Just to have yeah. just like for me, it would be like just to have this cool experience with people that I kind of look up to. There's no like ulterior motive, me trying to gain knowledge or like learn extra stuff. There's none of that connected to it for me i just like want to hang out with them <laughs> that's just about a, it just a big thing. it's pretty it's pretty surface level you know what would you ask what would you ask to like gordon ramsay and andrew zimmer a- andrew i would um 
I think I would ask a lot about just like maybe like food like I don't know I just I'm just so like intrigued about the wild like food world and like the weird things that are not like close mm-hmm. to home to us and I think I would just like I'd probably annoy I annoy him a lot with like like asking what like, things are like yeah and like just like stuff like from other countries and I would ask a lot of like country stuff and like more of like cultural type yeah. of uh questions totally. um I don't know that that's like something and like maybe he would have like a like a little like nugget of something for me to try like and I'd like to put something in my head like maybe you should try this type of food something that we've never even heard of you know what I mean sure yeah I know what you mean Uh, I think think that's one of those things that I'd be so annoying to him he would he would leave my dinner early absolutely well I would too um for for Gordon Ramsay, I would ask him if he actually uses those hex clad pans that he's always advertising. I would ask him if he actually uses those at home. Because I actually got one of those for Christmas. My okay. uh I believe it was my aunt gave me one of those hex clad pans for Christmas, and I've been using it. And I have I have mixed feelings about it. Um What's is it just like what like it's just a nonstick? What's like so special about them? So the whole idea is that it's it's made out of stainless steel, but okay. it has a nonstick coating on the inside. And then there's these little like hexagons of stainless steel that poke out through the nonstick on the inside of the pan. So like 85% of the inside is, uh, is nonstick. And then it's peppered with these little stainless steel dots. Um, now I really, I love a stainless steel pan. Like, and this is a very good stainless steel pan. It is in no way, shape, or form a nonstick pan. It is absolutely not nonstick. Really? Because yeah, because there's these little pieces of stainless steel that poke up through the the Teflon coating. Yeah. And so stuff sticks to that. So it defeats the purpose of having a nonstick coat. But I don't know. It's it's weird. <laughs> I, I like I like cooking with it. It's got this weird thing where it's kind of like has the since it's not, it's got nonstick coating, you can't use metal in it like the way that you would with a stainless steel pan. But since mm-hmm. it is stainless steel on the inside, it like heats up really evenly and holds a temperature. I don't know. I'm conflicted on it, but I didn't even I just think about like, like you, the like you about Gordon Ramsay made me think of that. So yeah, I didn't even think about the aspect of like certain utensils can't be even used on certain things, to be honest. That's something I think about a lot. That's why I, I have like, well, <laughs> I would expect well, you to think about it a lot. Yeah, that's that's fair considering my background but yeah like i don't you know when i cook with metal uh or uh not metal with uh non-stick i only use rubber in it. i don't even like to use wood in my non-sticks what but why I don't you why don't you like wood like what's well so wood my my favorite utensil i own is like a i call it a spoonchilla it's like a, <laughs> it's like a slightly curved wooden spatula love okay. the thing to death i don't use it in non-stick though because i'm very concerned about like Chipping part of the coating off and having it get in the food, which is why oh. you're not supposed to use like metal with the nonstick oh. pans. Because um, if you eat a lot of that stuff, it can be pretty bad for you. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger is what I always like to say. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, in this, in this exact scenario, I'm pretty sure it would kill you if you ate enough of it, but that would, you'd probably have to eat like a considerable amount of it, right? Like you'd have to peel probably. the coating off the so. pan and just eat it like a. I don't know, like a chip lead paint. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, I do have some exciting news for you, though. Mm-hmm. So we texted about, I think it was maybe last week, on 
I was like, I have something very important to tell you on the podcast. Yeah. And I would like to basically inform everybody I have cooked macaroni and cheese for the first time. <laughs> oh, really? I know. Breaking news. Breaking news. Your metal, your metal is in the mail. What uh <laughs> did you make it out of a box or did you make it homemade? Yeah, so um I've been staying with Brandon because mm-hmm. uh Kaylee was in Mexico and I was keeping him company and tucking him into into bed every night. Right. And uh he got home from work one day and he wanted a shower, but he also wanted macaroni. So I, I tempted the macaroni for him. And let me tell you, <laughs> yeah. okay. I didn't realize how easy it was to make macaroni and cheese. <laughs> yeah, like out of a box. Yeah, it was just craft. But yeah, it's impossible. <laughs> it's it's the easiest thing in the world, right next to like instant noodles, which is part yeah, of no. why it's so good. Yeah, no, but it still tasted disgusting. So I, I just don't. Oh, wow. The, okay. You know what I think is the biggest thing with craft? Like I don't like is mm. I don't like powdered cheese i think that's like one of the biggest things okay is like i i came to that conclusion when i was making i was like i think the biggest thing i don't like about it is the powdered cheese and like that's you know it's funny that you mentioned craft because i love like boxed macaroni and cheese except i don't like craft all that much really what makes you not like it I don't know. Something about the flavor profile of like that that specific cheese powder. It's like a little sweet, and it just really doesn't doesn't do the trick for me. Also, the pasta shape, like the the macaroni they use, is like way too small. That bothers me. Also, but <laughs> um, it is. It's like it, it's it, like if you cut a bucatini noodle into like little pieces, little uh, little helpings. But like yeah. also like I don't. I'm not even a huge fan of like grated parm like not i shouldn't say grated but like uh you know that like i, I call it shaky cheese but you know like that parmesan you like that you can put on oh yeah yeah like yeah um yeah i know exactly what you're talking about there's yeah, yeah. A, See, i don't even that, like that there's a term for that the people in like uh if you watch like bon appetit videos on youtube they always call it something really specific that i really like but i can't remember what they call it but yeah i don't i don't like that stuff either yeah i think it's just, like powdered parmesan cheese yeah i don't know if it's like technically fake cheese or if it's like no i don't know what it is but like yeah i've never been like you know what i also don't like i don't like cheese whiz either yeah i don't know i used to really like it that used to be like my favorite thing in the world and i had it like pretty i feel like i had it pretty recently and i just wasn't like the kind where you push the little nozzle that sprays yeah, yeah, out yeah, a little yeah. line of cheese it's like, yeah the, like the whip it's like a whipped cream well, or like a yeah whip or what i don't even know what yeah I'm saying, I, know, I know it's like, like a ready whip container yeah yeah yeah, the spray cheese. I don't. I don't like that stuff. Now you give me a Philly cheesesteak. Gotta have whiz. You you're a whiz guy on the Philly. Oh fuck yeah, buddy! I'm a whiz no, guy on the Philly. Are you kidding no, me? No, no. Well, no, this is no. kind of a a nice segue into one of the things that I wanted to talk about. I literally just the idea of sandwiches. I just wanted to talk about sandwiches because I okay. saw a picture earlier of um a really delicious looking Cubano, which is one of my favorite sandwiches. And I okay. just wanted to talk about how much I like sandwiches. That's really it. That's the only. That's the only idea that I had for stuff to talk about. I just love sandwiches. Like, but you, you can put anything on a sandwich, and it's always killer. Like some of the some of my favorite foods are always sandwiches. Like there's, you know, Philly cheesesteak, Cubano, uh, banh mi is delicious. Patty what's, melt. What's a banh mi? Banh mi. It's like um, it's a Vietnamese sandwich served on like a crusty like French baguette, and it usually has like um. 
like pate and like roasted pork and a whole bunch of pickled veggies and like a ton of cilantro on it and like mayo. Dude, and that it's killer. That sounds disgusting. You what? Well, one, the worst thing on there, most people would say is probably the pate, but I would yeah, say the worst thing on there is the cilantro. And mm-hmm. I've never you one of those. Cilantro. You're one of the people who thinks it tastes like soap. I don't think it tastes like soap. It's just I just don't like it in general. I don't know what Damn. it is. Man, like, that sucks. I never understand why people love it so much. And I'm like, this I don't know. Is like I just the worst. I really, thing you I really can put enjoy on. it. It's very like bright, fresh, and almost a little bit like citrusy in a way. But, but back to the Philly cheesesteak and the cheese whiz. Yeah. I I think it's a borderline crime to put cheese whiz. I know it's a very traditional thing to do, but it's but the only way. The best cheese for a cheesesteak is provolone. And that's like, I will die on that hill because. Yeah, I, f- I think provolone is good if you don't have cheese whiz sitting around. Oh, um, well, the, the cheese whiz is like an artificial cheese and it's just disgusting. Like, there's artific- nothing. That, the fact that it's artificial doesn't necessarily mean it's bad. You eat a craft single. You like craft singles? I don't or like craft I don't like Velveeta. I don't like Kraft Singles. Yeah, Velveeta, I also don't like. Kraft Singles, <laughs> I love Kraft Singles. Not only because they make a delicious grilled cheese sandwich and it's the perfect cheese to put on a burger or really any kind of hot sandwich. Um, if you're making, there's a little food hack for you. If you're making some sort of like cheese sauce or like um, any kind of like creamy cheese thing, like broccoli cheddar soup is a good example, or like if you're making macaroni and cheese or you know, anything in that kind of sphere. And your sauce kind of gets to that point where there's like big globs of cheese that aren't melting in and they're not, it's not like becoming cohesive. Throw a craft single or two in there and then it all blends together. That is a good food hack. It's like, it's like the easiest fix for, or also mustard powder does the same thing, but it's because craft singles are made of like a ton of, um, this is also why they melt so nicely. It's because the, it's made out of a lot of, uh, like partially hydrogenated oil and then just like milk solids. And there has to be something to hold those together. So they have a ton of like emulsification chemicals inside the slice of cheese. So when you throw it in your sauce, it melts. Those emulsification products are now in your sauce and it holds everything together really nicely. I do it at we work. Got Scientist all the time. West over here today. <laughs> People always give me dirty looks when I do that at work. I like make a giant vat of broccoli cheese soup and throw two craft singles in there. And my coworkers are like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, why would you do that? And then I have to explain the whole thing, and it's and then they're know, behind cool. it though. But no, I don't like craft yeah. singles. I think they're just as I I would put them on the same tier level as like cheese was. I I don't like it. I'd rather use, um, like I said, provolone is a good one. Um, Colby Jack's an all time fave, or even pepper jack. Mm-hmm. I think that's pepper, I think pepper jack is a goaded cheese. Yeah, I think that it's might very be good one cheese. of the best cheese you can get because I feel like yeah, it just brings that like little kick to everything, mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. just love the little spice. The uh, the best cheese nice. is is uh, any kind of fresh mozzarella. That's the best cheese. I I agree. I agree. Like those I little those little balls. Like mm-hmm. I'll just sit there and eat those all day long. I could eat just those for the rest of my life, and I'd be totally happy. Or like if you get like a really good um like Italian sandwich with like cold cuts and that huge thick slab of mozzarella in it. Oh my god! See <sighs> now this is something that I don't. In the, this is a type of sandwich I don't like is a cold cut. I don't really like I don't I'm not like a, like you go to you go to Jimmy John's like any kind of Jimmy John's sub you're not into or 
Because that's like all a right, cold, all right. I'll I'll retract my statement statement. Uh-huh, I thought so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll I'll take it back a little bit, but like um, let's see here. Like if I'm just doing like homemade sandwiches, like white bread and like ham oh, turkey sure. or anything like that. Yeah, I'm not about it. I don't like it. But like if it's like a hot sandwich with that stuff on it, I love it. Like having maybe a ham, I'm just not a, a huge cold, fan of cold, cold ham sandwich versus like a grilled ham sandwich. What's that? Sorry. Like like having like eating a cold ham sandwich, you wouldn't. But if you just like throw it in a pan and toast it, then you would. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I I th- yeah, I, th- okay. I think it's just something to do with the cold. To be honest with you. Yeah, it's, I uh... I know I know a lot of people kind of have a hard time like eating cold meat, you know. And it's like it's one of those why. things that you never really think about, but then you ask yourself like, why don't I like this thing? And it's like, oh, that's ice cold meat. Like yeah, you know, people don't eat like cold hot dogs can... or cold cut sandwiches or chicken salad or whatever oh my god i think it's absolutely disgusting that there's people out there that eat hot dogs cold and also bro it it makes me cringe every time i see it i think i i don't understand how people can do it it's like it's literally just a solid little tube of meat that i know uh, it reminds me every single time i think about it it reminds me of when i was a little kid I went over to my neighbor's house to see if, like, he was ready. I was probably, like, eight or, yeah, probably, like, around eight years old. Went over to his house to see if he wanted to, like, go run around in the woods or whatever we would do as kids. And I go into his kitchen, and he's standing there in front of the fridge, eating the cold hot dog with one hand and grabbing another cold hot dog with his other hand. And I think about it a lot, unfortunately. Like, I get it if you're a little kid. You don't know better. But right. what what kind of, like, way to start your life is that? <laughs> like now now like every time you're like like oh i'm thir- i'm 34 years old i come home from a hard day at the office and i reach into my fridge and grab a cold hot dog because it makes me feel better like i don't know it's here's it's almost here's a question how do you feel about bologna hot or cold doesn't matter to me how do you feel about bologna just overall i think i think a fried bologna sandwich is one of the best homemade sandwiches you can make i totally um, agree i that is actually might be one of the only sandwiches I can do a craft single with. I will I will throw a craft single on that. But, I will not. I don't like cheese on a fried bologna sandwich. I don't know yeah. why. But uh cold bologna, um no, I'm not the biggest fan. I mean, I mean I, as a kid I grew up on it, but like nowadays it's like I I don't remember the last time I've had a piece of bologna to be honest with you. I have bologna in my fridge right now. I ate, I ate a fried bologna sandwich for for lunch. Um I want a fried bologna sandwich weird... now. There's a weird phenomena that happens where people will have no problem eating a hot dog. Um, we'll say for for the sake of this example, we'll say hot, just because nobody eats a cold hot dog unless you're a psychopath or a child. Um, people will eat a hot dog and not blink, not bat an eye, and then will absolutely turn their nose up at at bologna, which Probably is really odd. Thing. It's yeah, it's really odd to me that 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 happens because it's just the same thing but in a totally different shape. That's like you know, effectively, that's the only difference. Now, I imagine, I imagine they're made in a pretty similar way, where you like blend everything into the farce and then put it in a casing and like smoke it or whatever or cure it. Speaking of that, you know what would be really good is what? like maybe like scoring a. You know how you can buy like blocks of bologna. Yep. Imagine like just scoring it and then smoking that. We Do you think actually that'd be good. Yes, I actually a couple years ago I was living with our buddy Zach. Uh-huh. And uh, we watched this video of a dude who did that, um, this like cookie channel that we both really liked at the time. And we watched him do it. And we went to the store and we bought this big hunk of bologna because we had a smoker in our house. 
we bought this big hunk of bologna and then it sat in our freezer until we moved out and i have no idea what ended up happening to it because we just like forgot about it and never had a chance to do it but we we, we were like, ready to go we had everything lined up to smoke this big log of bologna and we just didn't have time but i do desperately want to do that i would i i would i would love to do that because i think i think that'd be really good i agree I totally uh, do, agree. You, do you eat it on a sandwich form or do you just eat it by piece by piece? I would eat it as a sandwich. I think that would be a great sandwich. You'd probably like zhuzh it up, you know, make something fa- a fancy-ish sandwich out of it. But yeah, no, that's now I'm going to have to go buy a block of bologna and go take it to Randy. Yeah, you absolutely, you absolutely <laughs> do have to. I might do the same thing. I don't have any way to smoke it in my apartment, though. But yeah, whatever. Just go buy yourself a little, uh, a little Traeger real quick. I do want, I think they make like a little countertop smoking things or like a smoke gun something like that, that yeah but like would some... they oh with but i speaking mean of... what go ahead oh you can finish your sentence first i was like I move but like time. would a smoke gun it wouldn't give it the same effect as like a smoker though well you could put it what a lot of people do is they put it inside of like a some sort of container and seal it except for the gap where the smoke gun goes in yeah so then it just pumps this whole big container full of smoke. It's a similar thing. So um, oh, you so you're just going for like flavor like profile of like a smoky yeah. flavor i think I think if you slow smoke it, I think it's actually going to be like an upgraded oh, sh- version of bologna. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll get that nice like smoky flavor. I bet it would get a smoke ring, which would look super cool when you slice it. It would. Be um, cool. I bet it would shrink a lot too. This is just like water that... evaporates out of it and like fat drips out, stuff like that. Yeah, I, 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 I didn't even think about that. You'd so have nine times out of ten when you cook something, it shrinks, right? That's just kind of like the way that it works. Yeah, like burgers. Yeah. Especially with like a dry cooking method like smoking it. So, um, hmm. speaking of cool kitchen gadgets, I cooked dinner last night. I bought a, um, how big was it? Like a 28-ounce ribeye. It was like okay. two inches thick. Um, and I broke out for the first time ever my sous vide machine. Ooh. Which I've I'd never used it. I didn't look up how to use it. One of my coworkers, um, just one day we were just like talking about them, and I was like, "Man, yeah, I need to buy myself one of those." And he was like, "I literally have three of them at my house. You can have one." And he gave it to me. What um, a bro! What a bro! Honestly, though, yeah. Well, he was he was like the sous chef of this super fancy restaurant that closed down like several years ago. So he uh got like you know to take some of the equipment home. Oh, nice. And uh, so I cooked it. Honestly, I think it was the best steak I've ever made. It was incredible. Really? It was it was exceptional. I've I, like I said, I've never done sous vide before. This was my first time actually doing it. I don't have a vacuum sealer. I just sealed it in a plastic bag and used the thing, the like water method to vacuum seal yeah. it by hand. Yeah. Um, and it was like it was exceptional. I pulled it out. I cooked the thing for about like an hour and a half. It's like it was like two inch thick ribeye. I yeah. cooked it for like an hour and a half at 125 degrees. And then just pulled it out straight into my, um, I seared it in, uh, my, I have like a carbon steel wok that I really like. Like it's kind of, it's a shallow wok. Yeah. <laughs> I, need through this. I love walks. I, it's, the one that I have is not like a real wok. It's like a very shallow thing. It's okay. closer to like a skillet. Okay. Um, but I call it a wok just because of the way the sides are shaped. <laughs> they have this like really like sloped curve going out. Anyways threw it in there, seared it off super hard, and it was just like melt in your mouth tender. It was so delicious. What did you but, uh what did you season it with? S and P? Just salt and pepper. That's, That's it. That's all you need. That I, th- I think need. people I think people get a little too crazy with their stuff and I the best steaks I've ever had are just salt and pepper. Yeah. A one sauce. Salt and pepper and then I did um I did butter based it. 
with some garlic. But, yeah, 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 yeah. But that's yeah. that. That's it. That's the best thing you can finish a steak with is just butter. So, no, um, do you you don't use sauce though, right? Like, A1. no, I'm I'm not like a well. So I'll make a sauce. I'm not like a like an A one sauce kind of guy on my steak. Yeah, no, I was just joking. I I, I think the best way to eat a steak is just basically, straight up. Yeah, yeah. I think I think honestly, if it's like, don't get me wrong, A one sauce is delicious. I love that stuff, but I think there's a time and a place, right? If I'm <laughs> if I'm eating like this super beautiful ribeye that I cook to perfection, I don't want A one sauce with that. If I'm eating, you know, steakums. <laughs> like hunched over my sink then yeah i'll do a1 sauce with that yeah you know if I, I, mean? I, I i think you can make like a, if it's like skirt steak and like you dice it up and then like throw it on a sandwich i think a1 like will perform Ooh. well in that oh I, yeah but like yeah no like a ribeye a, the classic ribeye one of the best cuts of meat you can get i would i would argue totally agree best cut I, of beef my favorite beef yeah. yeah i think that's that i think it's one of the best like steak cuts you can get and mm -hmm. It's just S and P. The only time, the only thing I'll put on my steaks is like sautéed mushroom and onion. I think yes. At, after that, you're just you're going too I, crazy. I totally agree. I have a big thing of caramelized onions in my uh my fridge because you know you know me. I made burgers earlier this week. I talked about <laughs> it a couple episodes that like the best thing you can put on a burger is caramelized onions. Wait, did so you made... just send me a photo the other day of like it in like one of your um? Yeah, my new Dutch oven. Dutch oven, yes, that's what it was. Yeah, I got like, I got a, I was like, oh, I got a six it? quart six quart cast iron Dutch oven with an enamel coating on the inside, uh, and the outside. It's enamel coated, and then I used that to make my caramelized onions. It's awesome. What What's so special about the Dutch oven? I see it's becoming, at least in my eyes, I'm seeing more and more of them. But like, yeah. I've never like what's so special about it. it looks just like a big so, pot to me. Yeah. So from from what I understand, well, so the whole thing is made out of cast iron. It's solid okay. cast iron. So it's so, basically a cast iron skillet, but in pot form. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, what, what that does is like, especially when you're using it um, in the oven, uh -huh. the heat, the heat comes in from the sides of the pot in the same way that it comes in from the bottom. It heats evenly. The lid is cast iron too. So the whole thing, it's like having a smaller oven inside of your oven. Oh, right. So like, that's why people use it for like baking bread or what I've been using it for is braising stuff. I made some, um, Oh shoot! What was it? Short ribs. I made beef short ribs for the first time. Mm. Um, How were those? Week. Oh my god, they're so good! I like pulled it out. I braised it into my Dutch oven for like three and a half ish hours. I grabbed it by the bone and just pulled the bone right out. I just like threw them, you know, all off to the off side. The bone. Yes, sir. I mean, I mean, that's all you can ask for. Truly, truly, truly. Oh, go a little off topic. Today mm -hmm. I went to a uh, a bakery. Mm -hmm. And we've talked about donuts in the past, right? And I'm we've we've talked about how I'm not a big fan of the cake donut versus like what would you say like the yeast donut or whatever yeast donut yeah, yeah, yeah. or like a yeasted ring or whatever yeah so like what is go oh my god <laughs> your whole like face was like spazzing out I was like what it's was happening I I lifted my arm up and it refocused my camera on my arm and then my light was all like. You know, oh, man. I was me. like, "What is going I was on?" Trying to, <laughs> just trying to fix my season out, here. dude. <laughs> I have a pretty, I have a pretty like bootleg uh, recording setup here, and I'm trying to make it work. Hey, but if the shoe fits, wear it. But anyways, right. back to the donut. I had a blueberry cake donut today, and Ooh. it was probably one of the best cake donuts I've ever had. It wasn't like that thick, um, 
cakey texture. It was like actually like a light fluffy, fluffy yeah. cake donut. Kind of crumbly almost. I wouldn't even say it was like crumbly. It was just, it was like perfection. And it changed my whole view on cake donuts because I didn't know you could make a cake donut like that. Cake donuts and rule, man. I'm because telling like, you. Yeah, because like normally the cake donuts is like thick and like, yeah, I don't know. It was stodgy. Yeah. Where did you where did you get it? Did you get it from Seven Eleven? No, it was Seven <laughs> Eleven. Um, I've never got donut from Seven Eleven. I don't even think there's a Seven Eleven near me. Honestly, I don't know where. I don't. Yeah, no, I'm more of know. a Speedway kind of guy. Yeah, we can. Uh-uh. I got a Speedway down the street for me. It's the best. Nothing beats a Speedway fl- freeze. But um, I'm not sure what uh. I meant to remember the name to tell you it, but it was, but no, I, that's fine. It was some, well, something brothers, maybe I, I can't remember, but we'll it, put it uh, in, the, in the description of the show the or something below. Care. Yeah. But no, it was. And then I also had a, uh, some chocolate cream one too. It was almost like a long John in a sense, but like, Word. Uh, um, I just realized that like, I cannot eat cream donuts today because like they're too sugary. Just, yeah, man, that's much... always that's always been my issue. Like I used I, to go I, for the I used to go for the jelly filled because the cream ones were too much, and now I'm at a point in my life where the jelly filled ones are too much. I don't think jelly filled would ever be too much to me. Or, or I don't know, man. Sometimes me, sometimes it's just like t- just way too much sugar. I also don't have much of a sweet tooth, so that probably doesn't help. I I love candy. I I'm, I'm always so into sugary stuff which reminds me you also told me to remind you of a candy that you had oh you yeah tried, yeah 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 that um, you're like a huge fan of it has been it's this is going to be like the most boring conversation topic ever because <laughs> i'm literally just going to tell you my new favorite candy and then you're gonna be like yeah they're good um i was like sitting down watching the movie like this is probably two weeks ago maybe more i don't remember you're the about last to tell me before. you're you're about to tell me you uh your new favorite candy snow caps <laughs> Oh my god, no, no, I have a soul. No, um, I'm not that broken. It's, uh, um, what was the one my dad used to eat? Good and Plenty's. Oh, yikes. And the uh, Necco, my dad used to eat Necco wafers too. Necco wafers, I'll get behind. I love no, Necco, Necco wafers slap ass. It's like the old, they were invented in like the Civil War or something too. They're Dude, I think hell. the chocolate flavored Necco wafers oh are god, one the of the best flavors. So good. They, they uh, don't, they barely put any in them. No, oh, my, it's definitely the best flavor because they know it's the best flavor. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they're probably hard to make, too. Um, oh, you're telling me this. I'm going to see if I can buy Necco wafers, but just like chocolate ones. Starbursts are my new favorite candy. Just regular Starbursts, especially the red ones. The red do you ones buy the so minis good. or do you go out and like hurt yourself no, and make you unwrap every I, single star? <laughs> I do like the minis. The minis have a special texture to them that I'm a really big fan of. But no, I just bought a bag of the like regular Starbursts just impulsively at the store. And I forgot how good they are. They're just like they hit the spot perfectly every single time. No, I think I think Star Starburst are probably one of the worst candies. I, well, I, I shouldn't say that. I, I shouldn't say it's the worst candies, but I think it's nothing special about them. Middling, and like sure. like it's 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 definitely one of those Halloween candies I even got that I was like, does anybody want these? Because That's how I always felt about like bit of honey. Yeah, yeah, like, bit of honey was always just too hard to eat. Yeah, like no, nobody like, goes to the gas station and looks around and goes, ooh, I think I'll get myself a bit of honey. Like It's uh, only on Halloween that you see it come up. No, Did a... you manage to buy Necco wafers? Have you found a listing for Necco wafers? I'm going to be honest with you. I have on Amazon a 24-pack of just chocolate Necco wafers. Oh, boy. <laughs> that, 
Oh my Wait, god. Wait, is it like 24 rolls of chocolate ones or is it just oh. one roll? I would oh. hope I would hope it's the whole case of them because it's a pack of 24 and it's $32. So I would really hope Jesus it's Christ. not Yeah, it's probably oh. 24 rolls. For those of you who don't know, um NECA wafers are these little tiny they're like maybe half an inch across little it's thin it's like a disc like a side is the size of a quarter it looks like yeah a it's quarter. like the size of a quarter yeah um and it's like a little thin disc that is made out of basically just like sugar it's yeah. like this crispy little wafer as the name would imply and they have all these different flavors of them and they're they kind of have a similar thing going on as like the like Valentine's conversation hearts. Oh, that's such a, that's such a good comparison. I think they're I made totally by the agree. Same company. I believe they're made by the same company. There's an episode of there's an episode of Futurama where they describe those as being made out of um oh my god, what is it? Bone dust and earwig honey. I'm like that's pretty I don't know. That's pretty accurate. They have a weird <laughs> they have a weird kind of taste and texture to them, but they're good. Um are you buying um, echo wafers? Uh I'm I'm looking to see if it's the same company. Oh, okay, gotcha. That's funny. Neko makes those hearts, but Spangler Candy makes Neko wafers. <laughs> oh, interesting. So, okay, so the Neko so company. No, it's a, I don't think they're the same company. Gotcha. But they've been around since I think 1847 is when they like. Yeah, man, they've been around. That's what I'm saying. They've been around forever. Wow. And if it ain't if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know. And they've they've that that might be their like mission statement, honestly. Honestly, I yeah, man, I grew up eating Necco wafers. I still love them. I'm gonna buy some Necco wafers tomorrow on my way home from work. Oh, um, so good. Since we're on the topic of like candy or whatever, uh, one of the things I wrote down, uh, we were talking, we te- were texting today about um, we have a Skittle thing we're gonna do in the future, but um, yeah, you brought up how them, like, you you said you you brought up how you got the lime Skittles instead of the green apple ones mm-hmm. and then it made me think what is the worst artificial flavored like candy Ooh. or like flavoring Ooh. for candy or like i guess that's for, i guess you would put it under fruit you know artificial because, fruit flavor yeah yeah i know what you mean um first of all the skittles thing i didn't know they made ones with the lime skittle that's uh, the og that's the OG and I, one. it is it is the og i thought they discontinued it and like fully replaced it with apple and that was the end of it um, so imagine my delight when I took a bite of a green Skittle and then, you know, jumped with joy like a little child. I think I they recently. Skittles. Yeah, I think they just recently brought them back. They're uh, so good. They're so good. Um, I think artificial watermelon sucks. Oh, you know, that doesn't taste like a watermelon. At but to all. be fair, to be fair, to be fair, none of them really do. Watermelon doesn't taste like much either, though. You know, like That's watermelons. Watermelon is probably one of my favorite fruits, and I will say, I think your dad put me onto it. Is the salt on watermelon? Yeah, yeah, that was the thing. I, my dad, I think that's so good. So I think that good. is so that's good. Killer. But um, I think I'm gonna say I think grapes the worst. Oh, you're stupid. Grapes the best. No, it's not. Any? Yes, it totally is, dude. Anything that's purple flavored, I am such a sucker for it. I love purple stuff. No, no especially no, things no, that no, taste no. like purple. Cherry is no. also very bad. I, but see, no, like, that no, was going to be one of my points. I love cherry, and I don't understand the people who get be- are like, "Oh, it just tastes like medicine." No, it doesn't. It never has, and never will. No, now it doesn't. 
the grape one does a little bit, and I think that's why I like it because I kind of yeah. like that. Medicinal I, I, I see more of a medicine flavor in the grape than I do cherry, and I just like Brandon. He always he doesn't like cherry things because he always says as like medicinal flavor to it. And I kind of like the medicinal flavor. I don't I don't love the artificial cherry though, but artificial grape is hands down like the best fake fruit. Period. No, I think I think it goes grape, apple, water. Like I'm, I'm actually at this point, I'm just thinking, thinking of like Jolly Ranchers. I think Jolly that's, Ranchers. That's is the great. first thing I thought of too. I think Jolly like Ranchers. Jolly Ranchers is like the great perfect like tier list to go off of because they are like, a great I, example. Because I would go off. I would be like grape, apple, watermelon, cherry. Blue raspberry? Am I missing one? Uh, I don't think so. I but don't, also, blue raspberry doesn't count because so blue raspberry well. isn't an actual fruit, dude. No, it's nothing. <laughs> they just, uh, to be fair though, they did create something that does taste very good. Blue raspberry is a good flavor. I hate that they call it raspberry because it's not. But, but I mean, not to that blue end. Raz. Neither is grape, so it's not. I grape mean, I mean, purple. none of them actually taste like what no. they actually do. But like. I, okay, so now here's here's another thing. What do you think is the most accurate? What is the most accurate artificial fruit flavor? Uh, Which um, I think is a lot. It's a lot harder of a question than what's the worst. Um, probably lemon. Lemon is usually pretty good because it just like even if it has too much sugar or whatever, you can always say, "Oh, it's it's a Meyer lemon." <laughs> Meyer, you Meyer lemon. lemon. You ever had a Meyer lemon? M e y e r. No, it's just like a it's this type of lemon that's like super sweet and it kinda of tastes like a lemon drop. I think they're gross, but um it's like a pretentious dessert thing in like Michelin starred restaurants. Um Um but no, I think lemon I think lemon embodies its actual like flavoring the best. Um I think you're right. Yeah, I'm I'm just I don't know. I, I can't I, think I, of I, anything that's better than lemon. Sometimes orange does the I was just about me. to say orange. I totally yeah, forgot I, and then yeah yeah i don't know uh also kiwi haichu i feel like kiwi haichu is really close to the actual kiwi dude haichus are so good it's the it's the best candy ever made i i'm starting to yeah i'm definitely starting to pull that way because i it's just like it's like starburst but better i agree i agree yep. <laughs> you don't won't get any of uh, uh counter argument from from me there but you yeah, know i think I will say I do like the Haichu grape. I think the Haichu grape is very good because it actually tastes like a Concord grape. Yes, uh, it's it's a totally different type of grape flavor. Yeah, it's, no, so it's amazing. When they when a grape mimics uh, a grape flavored thing mimics the Concord grape, I think they do it great. But when they just do that artificial grape flavoring, that's where it goes wrong, and that like just drops all over to the bottom for me. Yeah, I I like both both sides of that coin. I like the good grape and the evil grape. As well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fan of both. It's like the, the comedy tragedy masks, you know. You gotta have both. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. Um, I kind of wanted to do a um. One of the last things I have on my list is a a sides tier list. You know how we did like those uh, tier list for like the candies and stuff. Yeah. I think we should do like a draft list for sides. Now, what do you what do you mean by sides? So I'm like, 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 what do you so, define as that? So when Heather brought you that onion ring, it remind me like we could do like yes. fries. We can do like oh okay onion uh, rings. We could do, but we could even do like also throw in like mashed potatoes, vegetable medley, like any side that you could get. Sure, like, with any any side you could get with basically any dish, just full stop. 
I guess I guess just like your dinner, a dinner like with side. dinner. Okay. Cause okay, sure. Um, lately I've been on a huge uh broccolini kick. I've been really big on broccolini lately, so that's broccolini. going on my list. Yeah, broccolini. Right. So you're taking broccolini. I am taking broccolini. I'm not gonna write these down either. It looks like All you're right. typing them up, but no, I, I was tell. I was getting a whole list pulled of sides. Oh, you're gonna oh, do research. Okay, well, uh, all right, that's uh, fine. <laughs> I will. Uh, I think the num- the best side is I'd say asparagus. Asparagus is really hard to beat, dude. Like, think oh, some asparagus nice grilled is asparagus. Like, so 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 good. And, and I, you know, I'll even get more specific with you. My uh, my mom makes is so good at cooking these. Um, the thin ones, like this, the. Like, I call them the mini asparagus, but like they're yeah, like, the super duper skinny kind. I know what you're talking yeah, about. Those are even those are even better. And I don't know what what it's. I don't know what she does to them, but that is literally one of my favorite sides you can have. So I'll oh, yeah. take that I, at number one. I always buy asparagus when it's in season. I have a hard time buying it when it's out of season, though, just because I don't like it. There's seasons for asparagus. Yeah, dog. It's a vegetable. <laughs> There's it's a seasonal vegetable. Just like yeah, watermelon. I guess I just never... all, all like all fruits and vegetables are seasonal. Like they have what's a season the, where they grow. It's an asparagus season. I believe it's like that, like early summer, late spring. Is when and also, how do like you remember everything that's in season and not in season? I don't remember everything. I try my best, but it's like strawberries are good at like the end of summer. Apples are like fall. You know what I mean? Yeah. I knew apples yeah. and watermelon Everywhere. because it, watermelon's a summer fruit. And yeah, then... like you can get it. Other times, tomatoes are another great example because, like, I can go to the grocery store and get tomatoes, but they're not the same. They don't taste the same as the ones that are, like, you know, fresh off the vine because these ones got shipped from a greenhouse in Florida or whatever. Um, fair enough. Fair enough. I guess I was just, I'm just dumb as shit. (laughs) Well, not necessarily. It's, see, that's the, it's pretty niche knowledge unless you, like, grow vegetables or, like, I don't know feel like you need to know that sort of thing or are interested in it um onion rings oh you see as you mentioned uh right before we started recording heather came home she got herself dinner and she brought me one of her onion rings there is something so nice about an onion ring it's just like first of all onions are delicious um and then you take that and you deep fry it like come on it's so frying deep frying anything makes it better like oh yeah most things. Onion Deep fried rings. Mac, and cheese, mac and cheese balls? Nah. But anything else, yes. Oh, maybe that's the only mac and cheese I'd like. <laughs> Can mac you imagine that? Balls? Could you imagine that? The irony. <laughs> um all right, number two. I'm gonna take this is this is a good one. I almost took this at number one, but I'm gonna get real specific with this one. Is uh garlic parmesan fries. Oh, See, yeah, like, baby. Like, oh, dude, like the good pick. Like, my, like my my favorite wing flavor is garlic parmesan. I think garlic parmesan is like top tier flavoring. Your favorite like, wing like, flavor is garlic parmesan. Yeah, like if I go to like, the B Dubs, I'll get garlic parmesan like every single time. Oh, okay, fair enough, fair enough. I'm more of a classic buffalo kind of guy. Buffalo's Bone good. Buffalo's nice, but I don't. I like it in moderation because I. Yeah. Like I've gone through a phase where like um buffalo, 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 and I think I kind of like killed myself on buffalo. That's fair. That's fair. That's why I don't eat it very often. Um, lately I've been super into uh side salad. I've been really digging a side salad lately. 
Dude, I didn't even think about a salad. I know, right? The only reason I thought of it is because I had one uh, last night with my dinner. It's like a okay. last minute extra vegetable. But what's uh, I... what's your like? Are you, are you talking like just house salad, or do you like have yeah. a more specific house salad? And if there's raw red onions on it, get them shits out of there. Everything else, yeah, absolutely. Or a, uh, specifically, my favorite is a Caesar. That I was just about to say, love like, Caesar's a, Caesar. a good Caesar salad, dude. It is. <laughs> It is so simple, but it's the way that everything comes together in that dressing is perfect. The anchovies, no tomatoes, dude. no tomatoes in a Caesar. Who? Yes. Who anchovies. eats tomatoes in a Caesar? I've never um, had a Caesar with tomatoes. Rest, restaurants that feel like they need to add something else because otherwise it's just lettuce and croutons, so they throw you know, tomatoes in there. I think it's stupid. I think you, need you know to, what you know. Strengthen your, your convictions and all that. Your dad said something a long time ago, and it's always like kind of stuck with me. And I don't know why, but this kind of could apply. I remember when your dad once told us, he was like, if cheese is on a club sandwich, get out. Because cheese yeah, doesn't belong yeah. on clubs. <laughs> that sticks with me too. And I, I think about that every time I'm like looking at the menu at a restaurant, I look at the club sandwich. I'm like, oh, there's cheese on that club sandwich. I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah, think, was, I think that's hilarious. And I think that dad, was like, I don't know why it stuck with me. But it, I, it stuck with things. me too. He also said if that says their uh, their wings are served with ranch instead of blue cheese, which you know I, I always I just blue cheese, but see I'll do blue the, cheese only with buffalo though. Like I can't blue cheese doesn't work with other flavor. Yeah, uh, that's speaking of blue cheese. The other type of salad I really like wedge salad. You get like a whole like big wedge of of iceberg lettuce covered in like blue cheese and bacon bits and stuff. Oh my god, just cutting into it like a steak is so satisfying. Love that, a wedge salad. I. You know, I don't think I've ever had a wedge salad. They always look very like intriguing and good, yeah. but I've just never, for some reason, ever had one. I'm gonna have to go get one because you should. Nine times awesome. out of ten, it's it's fantastic. I mean, it's a salad. It's hard to fuck a salad up. Well, actually, now that I say that, I don't know if that's true. Um, now I'm gonna go with, dude. I don't even. Oh, there's so many. I it's there's... yeah, it's a, it's a difficult thing, especially because it's such a broad category, but. You know, I'm going to go with the, you're going to, this, oh boy, you let me know if this counts as a side, mm-hmm. but I'm going to go and tap into the Asian Papa world Scoop. a little bit. Oh, but I think, I think, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll say this. I'll think, I think white rice is really good. If, that was like, literally the next one I was about to say. Is really? A white rice. Yep. White rice with soy sauce. Dude. I think that that's a, that's a high it, tier. Oh yeah, absolutely. It perfect. It perfectly accompanies like. Anything with any type of sauce on it, unless you're having like pasta, because you don't need to double starch. Why would you do that? But like, you know, obviously with any type of Asian food, or I would even venture to say like, you know, last night if I had my my steak dinner, uh, a little bowl of rice on the side of that, why not? You know? Oh, dude, like oh, I don't know. It's, I, it's, it's, I guess it's that just great. shows like how much I love like the Asian world because like, oh yeah, nothing's better than just like rice and kimchi. I just think kimchi like and rice, such, baby. It's yeah, I delicious. Think that's, I always go back Wombo to it. Combo. I always go back. What's, um, your, what's your next one? Kettle cooked chips. In a deli kettle, setting, yes. Kettle cooked potato chips. I think now if I just want like some potato chips for a snack, I'm not reaching for kettle cooked. But as a side dish with my meal, I want that like super intense crunch from them. Especially if, like you said, in a deli setting or like, you know, Jimmy John's. Um, I'm eating this big soft sandwich. I need the the crunchy boy 
I'm just looking at this list and it's just bringing No, I can soul. tell. You're totally immersed in reading a BuzzFeed article about side dishes. Uh, it's actually taste.com. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, here's a good one for you, or for me, is... Uh, where'd it go? Where'd it go? Where'd it go? This is a really good one. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, elotes. I think it elotes mm. it. I, I don't that like... Is- I don't like it on the cob because I'm not a huge fan of corn on the cob. But like, like in a little bowl, yeah, in a bowl, yeah. I think elotes. Oh, I should have done that sooner. There's a taco place that opened up, uh, like literally right across the street from my apartment, yeah. and they do elote as like a side dish, and it's this little bowl, and it's so good. I got it last time I went there. It was just killer. It was the first time I've had it like off the cob. Really? Um, yeah, and it was like, I mean, it was excellent, of course, because it's, it's like. It- Corn, just, it's like roasted, like grilled corn and like cheese and mayo and lime juice and like spicy stuff in I, there. And I just love like the one that I had, had like, of the cheese is so good. It just works oh, so well. Yeah. yeah. The one that I had had like a grilled jalapenos and grilled onions chopped up in it too. It's really, really good. That sounds but so good. I'm actually glad you said that because my next one was going to be chips and guac. Chips and guac. If you wow. count it as a side, because I think like tortilla chips with a nice guacamole, like nice, very simple, chunky yep. guacamole with some nice, you know, tortilla chips. Perfect. Yeah, no, I, I definitely think that's got to be side. simple. Got to be simple. Now, a lot of people overcomplicate their guac. Now, how? Because my thing is, when does an appetizer? This, see, this last one is yeah, very hard it's... for me because I'm trying to balance if it's an, considered an appetizer or a side. Because there's one in my head, I'm like, I think it leans more appetite. I'm just gonna say, I think calamari is an appetizer, right? Oh, certainly, yes. Did that? It is delicious, though. Next episode, we're doing an appetizer to your list, but we're doing app- okay. um, my last one. I'm just gonna go with uh, just a nice mashed potatoes and gravy. Oh yeah, hard to beat. So 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 good. Um, I don't. I never have mashed potatoes and gravy, dude. But once I, if if it's just mashed potatoes by itself, I'm out. I don't. I'm not like. I won't. Like I, I won't order it as a side. But if it comes with gravy, it's definitely a. uh, It's definitely a contender. I will say for sure. For sure. I eat a lot of mashed potatoes. That's one of Heather's uh, favorite foods. Loves them. So I I think instant mashed mashed potatoes potatoes are better than regular mashed potatoes. That's a super duper hot take. I think um, I think the extra effort for for regular mashed potatoes is totally worth it. I think instant mashed potatoes come out really gluey a lot of the time, and then they're also like I like a little texture in them. You know, like the the skins are like a little bit of chunkiness to it. See, that's what I don't like about uh, you. Like yours, like perfectly smooth. Yeah, I don't I don't want like red skin potato skins in my mashed potatoes. I want all that. I have one more thing I'd like to talk about before we uh, before we call it quits here. I don't know what our timer looks like, but um, oh, fifty five, so about oh, about five minutes left. What are we talking? Okay, cool. Now we haven't done this on the show before. Um, okay, I'm intrigued. But I feel like this is something that I just kind of wanted to touch on briefly because it's a pretty big thing in um in like the the restaurant world. Okay. Do you are you familiar with the restaurant Noma? I am not. Please enlighten me. So, okay, so Noma is this restaurant um, in, oh shoot, where was it? Copenhagen. It's in Copenhagen. Okay. And it is, and it's like supposedly this absolutely incredible restaurant. They're closing uh, at the end of next year, at the end of 2024, they're closing. Um, 
in August of 2021, it got its third Michelin star. And it has been in the number one spot of the world's 50 best restaurant list for five years. So is, it this is like this is like the best restaurant in the world. Um, it's closing because the the head chef, um, Rene Redzepi, says that it's basically unsustainable to run a restaurant of that caliber in the modern world. Um, and the reason he says that is because it's he he says it's difficult to do this because you're doing this incredibly complicated and like upper echelon menu while also being able to fairly compensate your staff uh because he says his staff in this article i'm reading it says his staff is nearly a hundred people um now something that's been brought up with this is that noma you know since they mentioned that it's unsustainable to fairly compensate your staff in this sort of environment in the past noma has also been a little bit of a hypocrite because they are historically have not fairly compensated their staff oh classic dude <laughs> so he says it's closing because he can't afford to pay people after like all of these accusations are now coming up of people um not being paid correctly or like you know i i don't know a ton about i didn't do any research before this i'm like skimming through this article as i'm talking uh -huh. um this one this one's not talking about the accusations but um hold on Give me one second. We can edit out these little. Oh, dude, yeah, no, yeah. The edits of the pauses will be edited out. Oh yeah. Noma D's nuts. Got him. Good one. <laughs> okay, so Rizepi wrote this. Uh, oh, hold on a second. Maybe we're getting somewhere with this. Okay, yeah. So, the he he basically says. Um, there's a quote from Rizepi, an essay that he wrote. Um, about this sort of like, um, you know, uh, aggressive and like toxic work environment in kitchens. Um, the first line of his essay that he wrote about it is, quote, I started cooking in a time where it was common to see my fellow line cooks get slapped across the face for making simple mistakes, to see plates flying across a room, crashing into someone who was doing his job too slowly, end quote. So this what? is the kind of, yeah, this is like the kind of environment that, that people think is normal in a restaurant. And like, this is the way you run a restaurant. Shout out to you, Gordon Ramsay, dickhead. Um, <laughs> He, he he's i he's huge at perpetuating this kind of like violence in in kitchens and it's really infuriating to me but um i definitely think it like brings a whole nother stress level to the kitchen world like that like, yeah i see like, a lot of people talk about and that, dude that's why i don't think i could ever be like in the cooking world because of just how stressful it is right in that aspect it's an inherently it's an inherently stressful job to do but there shouldn't be what I'm getting at is there shouldn't be this extra layer of stress where I have to go to work and worry if my boss is going to assault me and underpay me today. You know what I mean? Like that's <laughs> a you whole another, oh that's a whole nother level. It's already like a brutal and like shitty job. And like you do it because, you know, people, you know, if you're listening to this and you work in kitchens and you don't know why you do, you actually do know why I get it. Right. There's this, there's a special feeling that comes with it, but um having that like i don't know having all of these people running these incredible restaurants and doing these amazing things on the surface and then you turn around and see that they're like not paying staff and like being abusive to their staff not saying that you know mr redzepi is doing that and that's why noma's closing but 
you know, this, I felt like this was a good entry point for me to talk about that a little bit. Um, yeah. I don't know. That's yeah, all. No. Kind of a, kind of a dour note to end on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I definitely think it shouldn't. I, I never understood the whole, uh, push, 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 like people just being on top of each other. And then like the stress it, it, like, from like when I was younger, I worked as a dishwasher. Yes, sir. I saw it as like kind of like where we worked as like in a sense how stressful it can be, be like on the line and everything. Yeah. And like that... it was always it wasn't it was always like just certain people just like I don't know, like the that line. Job, always... That job we worked we worked in this kitchen together and that job was a very unique example and not like what a normal restaurant is. Because that job we worked at a um we worked at a kitchen for a kitchen for an assisted living home. So yeah. we had two dining rooms. People would come down between these two times, get their food and then go back to the room. And that would be basically it. But like, if you're in a kitchen, like at a restaurant, you know, between in over the course of two hours, you could have zero people come in or you could have 240 people come in. Right. Like it's this just unpredictable. You never know. So it's a little, it's a little, di- there's more differences obviously than no, just that. It's like you see it with, um, mention a uh a ramsey show it's the uh oh, which one is it? it's where he goes into these restaurants kitchen and, nightmares yeah kitchen nightmares love that he show go, he it's such a great show but you Fantastic. get you definitely see that every single time there's a restaurant that's not that's always going down is always like the head chef being super like head chef or owner i guess like mm-hmm. just always being super abusive on the line and like stuff yeah. like that and it never works out and i feel like this is a great example of of it this may be the cause of noma not working out is because like you're yeah, just it, I, it's I guess possible <laughs> what it, what it sounds like from the article is it's more about um the money which is understandable um because if you have a staff of a hundred fucking people then like yeah they all have to be paid fairly and you know, Noma also has like a pretty reasonable for a three Michelin star restaurant. It's a pretty reasonable price tag. Um, I think their standard dinner menu is like five hundred dollars, which like for a three Michelin star experience, that's not bad at all. Is three Michelin the highest you can go? Yeah, it's the highest any restaurant has ever got. It's three Michelin. How, Noma's not the you, only restaurant to have it. Um, how do you get to four? And nobody's done it. As like, far as as far as right now, there's no way to get to four. That's very intriguing. Like, I want to know, like, because right. like it's fascinating. So the three Michelin, the Michelin stars are based on food. Um, I just actually heard this the other day. It's food, like cleanliness, right? Like, yeah, I think I think the second one is like has to do with like the ambiance or something. Doesn't yeah, it? yeah. Well, I I saw like an example is like if like a napkin fell on the floor, it's picked up by staff like instantly or like stuff like. That's what I meant by like cleanliness in a sense. Oh, I guess. right, right. Like the way it's run. Yeah, I'd love to go to. Okay, but... there's five. There's five criteria. Okay. Quality of the ingredients used, mastery of flavor and cooking techniques, the personality of the chef in in their cuisine, value for money, and consistency between visits. What, so those are the five. When, five when, criteria. When they go personality in the cooking, how? I guess this is just me being dumb, but like, how does that like translate into food? So, 
it's kind of hard to explain, but everybody who cooks has their own kind of technique or way. Like, yeah, their own like unique sort of spin they put on things, right? So, um, a, a good example is, um, well, not a good example, but an example would be like Paula Dean. Like her whole yeah. thing is she adds a shitload of butter to everything, right? Okay. And like that's kind of her signature move. I did the air quotes if you couldn't see me. I know Bailey's <laughs> the only one who can see me right now. Um, or like a lot of things if, for me, whenever I um see something on a menu that's like a like Mexican Korean fusion, I always think of Roy Choi, like immediately, because that's his sort of style that like he, okay. you know, okay, pioneered yeah, in a way. That makes sense. Kind of, so yeah, there's, you know, things like that. I like me, for example. I don't really I know. You, it's hard to tell in yourself. This, see, um, that's what my next question was going to ask. What do you think you personally kind of figured? Um, well, obviously, I I worked in a Japanese restaurant for a while, so I have a lot of that sort of like Asian influence. Also, that's the type of food that I enjoy the most. Yeah. Um, cooking and eating. So I have a lot of like Asian influence in my cooking. But I'm classically trained in, like, French cooking methods. So I have a lot of, like, French-style technique with, like, Asian influence a little bit. Okay. So, like, when I made my, my beef short ribs the other day, I did it in, like, the same style as, like, a coco van. So I did, like, you know, like a braise uh, with, like, a lot of red wine and, like, beef stock. And then I added in, you know, some MSG and some soy sauce. And then um, a little bit of like some other Japanese spices that I have around. So, huh. I bet that that sounds so good. Oh, it was it was fantastic. It was delicious. I'll have to cook it next again uh, next time short ribs are on sale. <laughs> so we're gonna have to go to Noma now. Oh yeah, before they close. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so does Noma like what is their like typical menu? Like what kind of food? Or is it uh, always switching? Well, they they switch seasonally, but it's. Okay. It's a lot of um, like Norwegian food, from what I understand. I read very briefly, but I already closed the article. I read very briefly about it, yeah. And uh, Rene Redzepi is like known for for kind of putting this Nordic style of eating, um, like on the map. Oh, so like cabbage and all that fun stuff. Cold people. That's more food. like Eastern. That's more like Eastern European. It's like um, a lot of like smoked meats and like smoked fish. From okay. from what I understand. I just looked I don't know. at Norwegian I, I food to... right away, and then oh, I'm yeah, just like I'm just going through. Oh, probably lamb. Yeah, yeah, lamb. I know he had. Uh, there was one that I saw that was like a reindeer sausage of some sort on his Ooh, menu, but that'd be good. Oh yeah, be really. I always like seeing how like food you can just tell instantly where like what part of the world it's from. Like what was it? Yeah. Um. Uh. There's. Uh, what was it? like cabbage or like stew? I instantly think, oh, that's that's cold people. <laughs> yeah, it's somebody who's cold. Who's cold <laughs> having a hard time growing some crops. I get it. No, yeah, that's that's totally a thing. Or like um I don't know, like raw fish is a good example. Like raw fish, like yeah, that's probably like somewhere in you know um in Asia. Specifically yeah. like southeastern Asia, Japan, Korea, you know, the Philippines, places like that. Oh, you know what? Next next or, episode I have a fun game. I have a very oh boy. fun game we're gonna play. Good, 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 good. Maybe I'll come up with a game for the next episode too, and we'll do a little game show. This would be a fun game. I'm gonna stump you real good. But all right, all right how about how does sounding how does wrapping this up sound? Yeah, that sounds good to me. Um, all right. 
You can you find any... me. What's up? I was going to ask if you had anything to plug, but you were already doing it. I you can find me on TikTok at Weird Eats. Um, yeah, and that's that's all I got for today. Nothing too crazy. Wow, that's it. Um, if you if you enjoy our show, make sure you like review it. Oh yes, um, yes. review it. Leave us five stars. Tell us that we're amazing and great. I need the ego boost. Um, if you if you have stuff that you want us to talk about or questions for us or things like that, you can email us at dinnerforbreakfastpodcast at gmail.com. Yes. Um, give us conversation topics. Ask food questions. We'll try our best. Tell us a funny joke. Um, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, whatever. And um, yeah. Um, Any inspirational quote today? Uh, I, know, I know you always got a couple in you. I usually don't have inspirational quotes in me. Um, I don't know. Go listen to your favorite album. Sit down and listen to a music album all the way through, front to back. No interruption. <laughs> don't do it while you're doing something. Literally sit down, close your eyes, and listen to a whole album. And don't you dare open your eyes until it's listen finished. To, that's a good way to enjoy an album. Listen to OK Computer by Radiohead front to back. Or um, lately I've been super into like hardcore punk music. So if you like hardcore punk music, go listen to Laugh Tracks by Knocked Loose. All the way there through. You go. It's great. There you go. Everyone have a blessed day, and uh, we'll see you Peace on the next episode. <laughs> Peace be with you.